Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Shot in the Dark. I am your host, John Cena Evil here. Let's get right down to it. Started with AEW Rampage, and we start with a no disqualification match between Sammy Guevara and Jeff Hardy. Crazy match here. We get a twist of fade off the ladder by Sammy to Jeff. Crazy spot with Sammy doing the swanton on the outside of a gigantic ladder onto Jeff right through a table. And then the shooting star press where Sammy's knee slams right into Jeff's face, breaks his nose, blood everywhere. And then fo- Je- Sammy follows this by catching Jeff right into the GTH to get the pin and the win. And after the match, Powerhouse Hobbs runs out and takes out Sammy. We get this passionate promo from Brian Cage ahead of the trios match on Dynamite with a strong message for Hook. We go to Private Party in the back with the security guard who finally gets a name here after all these years of uh, holding the ropes for Private Party. His name is Cheesecake. Not Cheesesteak. But Cheesecake, uh, and say that they have the whole tag team division on notice now that they're back together. Claudio Castagnoli and John Moxley of the Blackpool Combat Club are in the back talking about not fixing stupid and FTR, but fixing it. Moxley calls them the standard bearer of tag team wrestling, but says that themselves are artists in tag team wrestling, and also they can read each other's minds. As Claudio says, Moxley is thinking of uh, his wife's glutes before saying, when you're good, you tell everybody, but when you're great, people tell you. They said that they don't care about FTR stars as they get results and they, they take pride in what they do. Ruby Soho was with Renee Paquette in the back as Soraya and Harley Cameron walk in and said they forgive Ruby for what she did last week on walking out on them. But Ruby says she knows what's best for her and says that she needs space and leaves. Soraya says it's time to end this as Harley takes out a spoon instead of a knife. I don't know, some sort of Simpsons joke here that I don't get. I'm sure Fire Frank or um, Chris Elliott can tell me about this uh, knifey spoony joke here. Dustin Rhodes, Marshall, and Ross Von Erich defeated Romero, Cruz, Hit, and Shimbashi pretty quickly here with Rhodes getting the pin after hitting the final reckoning as the Von Erichs put the iron claws on the other two opponents here. This was a show in Texas, so it feels like whenever they're in Texas, the Von Erichs uh, are going to show up here. And I'm, I'm actually surprised that they haven't been signed to uh, AEW. Maybe they personally don't want to. Who knows? Renee was backstage with Tony Storm and her crew as Renee asked Tony how it felt, how she felt after Deanna's promo. Tony started laughing and then put Mariah May in an arm bar and an ankle lock and asked Deanna if that that's what she wants. Queen Aminata defeated Anna Jay after hitting the vicious looking headbutt in her first win in AEW. Anna Jay did give her a hug after, and it was reported online after this match that Queen Aminata is officially all elite. So, uh, good luck for her. Great talent, and I can't wait to see what the future holds for her in all elite wrestling. Renee is backstage yet again with Willow Nightingale, Chris Statlander, and Stokely Hathaway, and asks if she was happy with how she won since Stokely called a distraction. Willow got mad at him, and Stas says it's her fault, and they should have a team meeting and said Stokely probably has never cheated like that before. Willow shook Stokely's hand for him, promising to never do it again. After the break, Renee is with Ruby Soho and Angela Parker, and Parker was trying to ask Ruby out before Ruby cut him off and asked him herself. And this date took place on Dynamite. We didn't get to see it, but we did see them kind of go on their date. So we'll see if there's an update on the next episode of Rampage. And in the main event here, a 12-man tag here. The Bang Bang Scissor Gang defeated Jay Lethal, Jeff Jarrett, Satinum Singh, and the Dark Order when Billy Gunn hit the Fame Master on Alex Reynolds for the pen, and they showed a little bit of dissension between Billy and Jay White. We go to TNA Impact. It starts with Frankie Kazarian defeating Jake Something. Eric Young is seen behind the curtain watching Kazarian again, and the finish came with Kazarian stopping Something off the top rope, tripping him up and rolling him up while holding on to the bottom rope. We get a promo from Eric Young after the break where he tells Kazarian they have to handle this face-to-face next week in the ring. Jordan Grace defeated Savannah Evans. Pretty quick match here as Evans gets distracted trying to talk to Giselle Shaw. She's trying to impress her and uh, stay with her as part of the Shantaraj here. But Grace took advantage of this and hit her with the muscle buster to get the win. And then Giselle attacked Grace with her ultimate X after the match and 
and she even takes out Evans as well, officially ending her relationship with her. Giamella was introducing Ash by elegance for her first interview, but George Iceman, who is like the representative, the manager, I guess, for Ash here, walks in and takes over and introduces Ash with this over-the-top introduction and says that Ash, and Ash then said that next week she'll be making her in-ring debut. We go to our next episode of Alan Angel's Soundcheck Show, who introduced as one of the most controversial figures in wrestling his guest tonight in Simon Gotch. Gotch talked about how Josh Alexander uh, overcame five years ago, but some details have been left out in this fairy tale as Gotch says that it was him in the ring with Alexander when Alexander got his contract from Scott Demore. They actually showed footage for their match in Destiny Wrestling back in 2019, and then Gotch kept going on about Alexander until Alexander himself rushes into the room and starts brawling with Gotch, and then we lose the feed for this match as we will get in this, we will get in this match at the No Surrender pay-per-view. We have our second in the best of three series matches as ABC defeated the Grizzle Young Vets to tie up the series one to one. Another great match from these two teams, with the ending being GYWE going for grit your teeth on Ace Austin, but Chris Bay trips up Zach Gibson on the outside, causing Austin to roll up James Drake to get the pen. We get one of those dirty dangle segments. This one was actually pretty funny, saying that he wished he didn't go to Killer Kowalski's wrestling school, and he actually wished he would have went to Dale Earnhardt's school of professional stock car racing instead. He says he knows guys like Will Ostrich and Speedball Mike Alexander. Uh, he knows that the match was definitely five stars, but his dad doesn't know who they are. He does know who his dad doesn't know who Scott Norton is. He suggests that we get Ole Proteus versus Scott the Flash Norton, uh, which I sounds like a freaking WrestleMania weekend. Uh, match right there so please yeah make it happen why not uh he asked him oleg what his ranking was in last year's pwi 500 no answer from oleg here and then he tells any tag team with a year or less of experience to come sign up with them and wrestle dango and prudius we get a video from mustafa ali talking about saving the x division and he will take the title from chris saban we cut to jason hodge and scott john schuyler who are all there supporting ali with their shirts and their their buttons here Saban walks in and calls him pathetic for doing this, and as he leaves, he bunts into something. Uh, he bunts into someone who has an Ali shirt and knocks him down before shoving Hotch and leaving. Crazy Steve defended the Digital Media Championship against Rhino. Right away, Rhino took a table from under the ring just for Steve to put it back. He's not that crazy. Ending with Steve taking out a fork just to throw it away, and as a referee went to go pick it up, Steve knocks out Rhino with his title belt for the win. We get a video from PCO where he keeps screaming, Khan, no surrender, Khan, no surrender, Khan. So I think he wants a match with Khan and no surrender, just a guess. We get, uh, we're supposed to get Dina versus Joe Henry, but during Henry's entrance, his song gets cut off by A.G. Francis. Uh, it's basically a video of him doing a Joe Henry diss track over Henry's own theme. Francis then comes out and asks how that feels to be interrupted himself, and now Henry has someone who can shoot back. Henry said this caught him off guard, and for the first time ever, he's speechless. And he'd have to have a backup video just in case to fire back. And of course, he cuts to a song where this is a Francis parody video over AJ Styles' old song, but the lyrics here say, Get Ready to Dive. Uh, the funniest part of this song was that it showed footage of Francis' music video where we see... Uh, it's like him dancing on a boat with models, and there's a random guy who looks totally out of place there that Henry calls Steve, and this gets a Steve chant from the crowd. Uh, Dina attacked Henry from behind as this match never even gets started. Francis joins in and hits a chokeslam with Henry before Rich Swan runs out and takes out Dina before going face-to-face with Francis as Francis stepped off and left. They show footage of Steve Macklin attacking Nick Nemeth at the World Wrestling Council Euphoria show in Puerto Rico before cutting to GM Miller, who's with Macklin and the Rascals, as Macklin says they don't want Nemeth here in TNA. Trent Seven and Mike Bailey walk in as Seven challenges Macklin to a match for next week. Danny Luna defeated Killer Kelly pretty quickly here as Jody Threat and Masha Slammers get involved on the outside until Luna rolls up Kelly for the pin. Kelly and Masha attack them after until Decay run out and chase off MK Ultra. And in the main event, Moose defeated Kushida. Non-title match here with everybody banned from ringside, and Moose ended up spearing Kushida. 
as he was handspring and altar ropes to get the pin. The rest of the system come out after and start attacking Kushida until Alex Shelley and Kevin Knight run out to fight them off. We go to TNA Explosion. Trent Seven defeated Shira after hitting a burning hammer in a hard-fought battle for Seven, where they even alluded to him possibly chipping a tooth in this match. This week's Around the Ring with Gia Miller had Zaya Brookside as her guest, where they talked about their accents and their love for horses and country music. And our second match here was John Schuyler defeated Rich Swan. AJ Francis joined commentary again as he continues to try to get in Swan's head. Francis left commentary and goes to stop Jason Hotch at ringside, but this distraction causes Skyler to take advantage and hit the rolling senton off the middle rope for the pen as Swan's losing streak on Explosion continues. We go to ROH on Honor Club. Uh, we have the start of the Ring of Honor Women's World Television Tournament here. Uh, with the first round, and one of the first round matches here was Queen Aminata defeated J-Rod after hitting a headbutt at the end to get the pen to advance. Another great showing from the recently signed Aminata. The Infantry defeated Eddie Pearl and Ricky Gibson of Midnight Heat. They hit the boot camp on Pearl as Carly Bravo gets the pin for the win. We have another first round match here as Layla Hirsch defeated Rachel Ellering. Battle of the partners here. Ellering showed a little bit of injury to her elbow in this match and the story was Layla being her friend, feeling a little bit of compassion for her, but Ellering tells Hirsch to not hold back whatsoever as Hirsch has the running knee for the pen to advance. We were starting to get a backstage interview from Nyla Rose, but she gets attacked from behind by Athena, who had part of a table. They start brawling in the back a little bit, and so security stops them as Nyla stands on top. The Outrunners defeated Ice Williams and Joe Braxton of Lights Camera Faction pretty easily here, hitting the Russian boots, I'm sorry, the running boot Russian leg sweep combo, which commentary mentions is the same finisher as the Infantry's boot camp. Um, but this is not something that wrestlers should do. They kept basically saying that. And we cut right to Lexi Nier, who's with the Infantry, but Lee Moretti interrupts them and tells them the Outrunners just stole their finisher. More for this to come. Brian Keith defeated Slice Boogie. Slice Boogie, I haven't seen him since MLW in 2022 when he was part of LAX, uh, but he actually did appear in Ring of Honor one time in 2019, but Keith gets the win here pretty quickly here, hitting his around-the-world cutter for the pen. We have another first-round match here as Mercedes Martinez defeated Trisha Dora. This is Mercedes' first match of the year, and she gets the win by submission with the Breast City Sleeper. We go to Hirsch and Ellering in the back as Hirsch is apologizing. I didn't mean to hurt her, but Ellering says she's okay with it and says that she has Hirsch's back in the tournament going forward. Lance Archer and the Righteous defeated John Cruz, J.C. Valentine, and James Blackheart. This match went longer than I expected, but it ended with Archer hitting the blackout for the pen. The Infantry finds the Outrunners in the back and tell them to never steal their movie again, and it's that they've been doing this since the Sportatorium days. Infantry warns them once again before leaving. Dalton Castle defeated Kenny King, making his Honor Club debut in his first Ring of Honor match since 2021 after leaving Impact slash TNA last year. Good back and forth five-minute match here until Castle catches King in the corner right into the Bangaran for the win. Castle gets on the mic after and calls out Johnny TV, who's supposed to give him an answer about his stipulation for the match that he agreed to. And Johnny announces, the stipulation is, if he wins, he gets the boys. Castle looked a little bit uh, dishuffled and confused here, but he walks away from the boys. So yeah, the boys are on the line of this match. Athena is in the back. Uh, she cuts a real passionate promo about being champion and challenged challenges Nyla Rose to a tables match for next week where she'll defend the women's championship against her and we had the final first round match of this show as Diamante defeated Kira Hogan a good back and forth encounter but Diamante hit the spinning neckbreaker at the end for the win and the show ends with Nyla Rose in the back who says that she'll agree to Athena's match for next week but it'll now be a best two out of three tables match we have a special MLW Burning Crush show. The, the show starts with former MLW Heavyweight Champion Alice Kane, who comes out in a somber mood and says that he let all the fans down and says he doesn't know what's next for him.
tournament thinks it's time to step away from MLW. Mr. Thomas comes out and says Kane is not a quitter and the fans never gave up on him and tells them to do what captains do and get that title back, which Kane agreed to. But as they're leaving, they get interrupted by a video from AJ Francis. He's a shot in the dark all-star this week, calling himself the hottest free agent in the world and says that he has to give Kane his flowers for putting their people on, but ask when he is going to get his own flowers. Francis says they're both trying to be like Black Panthers, but Kane's trying to be T'Challa while he's trying to be Huey P. Newton. And he goes on to say all the things he did in pro wrestling, being the first. The graphic then says Francis will debut at MLW Intimidation Games on February 29th, and he even has the World Titan Federation logo as well. Kane comes back and says that Francis isn't Newton because Newton was the leader, and the leader of this group was another man before doing a little bit of the Prince Nana dance, insinuating that he meant Swerve Strickland. Kane is disappointed that he joined WTF here in Francis, um, but he says... But he can't clear this one just like he can't clear the top rope. Tony Depp and TJ Crawford and Griffin McCoy defeated Nolo Catano. Austin Luke and Marcus Mathers, a wasted youth. Very fast-moving match here with the last minute being a little a, being a little bit of offense in. But Mathers hit McCoy with a 450. Depp runs in and takes out Mathers with a running boot for the pen and the win. We get a video from the calling where they call out Raven as a shell of his former self and say that Raven, Akira, and Jay Christ will all bleed tonight. We have a fatal four-way match here as Zeta defeated Chiara James, Delmi Exo, and Notorious Mimi. Selena De La Rente was on commentary and gets right in Delmi's face before the match and at the end. Selena distracts Delmi as Zeta tosses Delmi out of the ring, hits the Unprettier on Mimi for the win. Selena attacked Delmi after the match and they brawl for a little bit. Zeta gets in the mic and says that she's going to go for the Featherweight Championship, but Selena says she isn't getting that title shot. They kept throwing insults to each other before Selena says, be careful what you wish for. Jake Chris defeated Ricky Shane Page. Uh, the National Openweight Championship was on the line here, but Chris wins by disqualification in a pretty quick fashion here. The calling all get involved, including Sammy Callahan attacking Chris, causing a DQ. Akira runs out to help out Chris, attacking the calling on the outside as Ken Cannonball and other members of the calling were about to put Chris through a table, but Cannonball goes to the top rope as Akira stops him with a chair and ends up putting Cannonball through a table with the assist of the chair. Caesar Duran interrupts Court Bauer backstage and says that he wants to be a matchmaker again and Court can be his partner in an Azteca Lucha promotion. Um, they announced that they're going to do a show in Chicago on May 11th, and Court was down with it as long as Mystico was there. St. Laurent stopped Court and asked for the WTF to get a tag team title shot, and Court agrees to it. Cozy Max, which is a new team of Satoshi Kojima and, Oku and Akumura, bumped into second gear crew and asked for a title shot, which they agree on. But St. Laurent comes in with WTF and said that they should get a title shot in stage. Kojima put a stop to Lauren's mouth by stuffing bread down his throat. They announced that Battle Riot 6 will take place on June 1st from Atlanta, Georgia. Tom Lawler defeated Matthew Justice. Uh, St. Laurent was on commentary talking about opening up a WTF restaurant in Times Square. St. Laurent gets on the apron and distracts the referee as Justice had the match won here. One called Manders comes out and takes out Laurent as Lawler hit a sidekick to Justice for the pin. Lawler got interviewed after before Justice takes him out with a suicide dive. Matt Riddle made an open challenge to anybody from NJPW to challenge him at Intimidation Games, and it was accepted by Big Bad Tito, also known as Bad Dude Tito. I'm not sure why he has to change his name here, but he did. Caesar Duran comes out and announces the newest people to join his aesthetic Lucha are Mystico, Barbaro Cabinario, and Atlantis Jr. Selena De La Renta comes out and says that they went back and forth, hyping up the Rocky Romero Mystico match at Intimidation Games, and Duran says something in Selena's ear that caused her to knock him down. Brett Ryan Gosling defeated Love Doug in a Lumberjack match. Uh, sorry, a Lumberjack and Jill match, so it has both men's and women's roster on the outside. Uh, all this confusion on the outside and some help from Zeta causes BRG here to hit the unprettier on Love Doug for the win. Akira, Jay Christ, and Raven were cutting a promo backstage to the calling before the Blue Mini randomly shows up here. Okamura and Satoshi Kojima. Cozy Max defeated Richard Holiday and Davy Boy Smith of WTF. The match ends with Kojima catching Holiday off the ropes with the Koji Larry for the pen, and it looks like they're in contention for a tag team title shot. And 
in the main event, a Bakley Brawl match. Matt's Cruel Kruger, now with a middle name. Uh, Cruel is actually what he goes by in the Indies here in his first match back in MLW since 2022. Defeated Jacob Fatu. Violent match throughout with a number of different weapons. Uh, Fatu had the match in his hand until Kruger throws a fireball in Fatu's face, followed by the full Nelson Slam for the pin and the win. The Sentai Death Squad from Contra Unit comes out after as Cruel joins them in putting Fatu in a body bag and carrying him out of the arena. I can only assume this is, could be Fatu's write-off from MLW here. Possibly to go join the bloodline. Who knows? We go to Women of Wrestling Superheroes. We have a semifinal match in the Women of Wrestling Trios title tournament here as Team Exile defeated Tormenta and Las Bandidas as Ice Cold distracted Vivian Rivera who then gets rolled up by Genesis for the win. G.I. Jane defeated Chainsaw the now babyface G.I. Jane after being turned on by Samantha Smart the Classmaster and the Disciplinarian. Jane hit the DD 214 for the pin. Uh, Smart Classmaster and Disciplinarian run out after and attack Jane. Jesse Jones defeated Santana Garrett with a roll up as Garrett was distracted by Amber O'Neill attacking Americana on the outside and in the main event for the tag Team Championship Miami Sweet Heat defeated the Tonga Twins to become Wild Tag Team Champions for a record third time. Uh, as the referee was distracted by Lana Star on the outside, Lindsey Carlson hit Kona with the title belt, followed by a DDT from Lori Carlson for the pen. NWA Power uh, as Natalia Markova, Ruthie J, and Taylor Rising defeated Miss Kate, Miss Star, and CJ with Markova hitting the beautiful distraction. Uh, beautiful destruction to CJ for the pin, and as a result of her getting the pin here, Markova will get a future women's championship title shot. Kobe Carino defeated the junior heavyweight championship against Mecca Wolf with special guest referee Homicide. Carino hit a brainbuster off the corner to get the pin. Homicide was re- was reluctant to make the count for Carino uh, throughout this match because of their history. Daisy Kill and Talos defeated Rush Freeman and Slade of the New Spectaculars 2.0 with Talos hitting his big choke slam on Freeman for the pin. And in the main event, Tom Latimer defeated Brian Idol in a false count anywhere match. They took us all around the nightclub. Uh, arena here by the bar jumping off the stairs a finish came with Latimer hitting a pile driver off of a ledge onto a chair on idle for the pen NXT level up Brooks Jensen defeated the debuting Javon Evans Evans is a recently signed 19 year old indie wrestler who went by Jay Malachi uh, a lot of hype for this kid and it should be uh it should be deserved here because this crowd went crazy behind him they even booed Jensen a little bit due to his more aggressive uh, offense here and Jensen does get the win with his top rope knee to a chorus of boos but I'm telling you right now Get your eyes glued on Javon Evans if you haven't already. And in the main event here, Izzy Dame defeated Gigi Dolan with a little bit of distraction help from Kiana James, followed by her finisher. It's like this modified Death Valley flatliner, and I'm pretty sure Blake Howard referred to it as a Z Quill. Uh, funny name here. And on main event, Chelsea Green defeated Tegan Knox in exactly five minutes after catching Knox from a top rope crossbody, right into a roll up before while holding onto the tights for the pen. And Akira Tozawa defeated Dante Chen after hitting the top rope senton. I know I probably went a little bit long this week, but you know what? I have to make up for last week's. A lackluster, uh, very sick show that I had, and the delay. So don't tell anybody. Don't snitch on me. But you can catch me here next week for another episode of Shot in the Dark. <laughs>